Welcome to Hymology on the Gospel Radio Network, a program sponsored by the Mars Hill Church of Christ, located at 1135 Rucker Road, Christiana, Tennessee, 37037. You may contact us by phone at 615-203-3637. If you would like more information about our congregation or this program, you may visit our website at www.marshillcoc.org. We invite you to join us every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on TGRN.org. And now, here is your host, Brother Kyle Webb. Welcome once again to Hymology. My name is Kyle Webb. I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ and meets in Christiana, Tennessee. I'm happy that you joined our program for today. Today's hymn study is based on one of the most well-known songs in our books, arguably, the song No Tears in Heaven, written by Robert S. Arnold. This song has a special place in my heart because I've told you before that the very first song that I ever led was when the role is called Up Yonder. Well, after I became familiar with that, I decided to change it up and and lead another song. And the second song that I ever led was No Tears in Heaven. And so, like I said, this song has a a very special place in my heart for that reason. So it would be be hard for me to get away from doing a a study such as this without uh, eventually visiting this song we do know quite a bit about the, the author in this case. Sometimes we don't know that much, uh, but we know quite a bit about Robert S. Arnold. His full name, Robert Sterling Arnold, was born in Coleman, Texas, January 26, 1905, to Millard F. and Victoria Arnold. He attended schools in Coleman and Brownwood, and began singing around the age of 16 or 17. And we also know that he attended Central Normal Music School in Little Rock, Arkansas, studying under teachers such as J.H. Carr, W.W. Combs, L.A. Gordon, Dr. J.B. Herbert, Sam S. Lash, John McClung, William M. Ramsey, and Frank Y. And I only recognize one or two of those names and and maybe from the songbooks that we have, Uh, but these were important men to Brother Arnold, and so they are noted as such in uh, any writings about him. We know that Brother Arnold was well accomplished in the gospel music field singing in quartets, such as, interesting, interestingly enough, the overall quartet, the overall quartet, like the overalls that one might wear. Uh, and what was interesting about this is that this quartet, the overall quartet, was sponsored by J.C. Penney. And the, the whole theme was that they wear overalls, fresh overalls dress shirts, and bow ties 
when performing. And that was advertisement because they, they would wear those overalls. Uh, and that was advertisement for J.C. Penney. He also organized his own quartet, the National Quartet, as well as doing some radio work. Uh, a little bit about his personal life. He was married to Cora Arnold, and both were members of the Church of Christ. The two published music together under the publishing company National Music Company begun in 1935 with friends, and eventually the Arnolds bought the, the whole thing, and it was solely owned by the Arnolds. In addition to publishing many convention songbooks, the company also held a singing school, the National School of Music, each summer for many years. And there are some other things of note about Brother Arnold. Uh, for instance, uh, he was the cousin of the late country western music artist, Eddie Arnold. And maybe if you haven't heard of Robert Arnold, you've heard of Eddie Arnold. Well, that was his cousin. We know that he was inducted in September 1985 into the Texas Gospel Music Hall of Fame. And in 2005, to the Southern Gospel Music Hall of Fame. His songs were recorded by artists such as Buck Owens, Skeeter Davis, Red Foley, and the, and the Chuckwagon Gang. And some of his most notable songs, and these songs are the ones that I remember growing up. Of course, No Tears in Heaven was one, but he also wrote Declare His Love and Did You Repent, Fully Repent. Both of those songs were also written by Robert S. Arnold. He passed away February 8, 2003, at the age of 98 in Coleman County, Texas, having spent most of his life there, or at least so it appears. The information that I gathered for uh, this history on Brother Arnold is from uh, a songbook, Our Garden of Song, compiled by Gene C. Finley and published in 1980 by Howard Publishing Company in West Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, and this songbook has uh, several songs in it, but it also has a great deal of information about each of the authors of those songs. And uh, some of it was also found on the Internet uh, under listings for Robert S. Arnold on hymnary.org and also Wikipedia. And you can take it for what it's worth. There wasn't uh, much that I gathered solely from Wikipedia. I know that I was told in my English classes in high school, never cite that as a source. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think at least some of it's gotta be true, right? But as we look at the song itself, as we get to the, the meaning of No Tears in Heaven. Uh, of course, I've shared with you my memories of this song. Uh, I also remember that uh, along with As the Life of a Flower and Where the Roses Never Fade that I've mentioned previously, No Tears in Heaven was also one that was often sung at funerals. Um, and it's a, a very uplifting song in many ways, kind of like As the Life of a Flower. 
it has an upbeat tempo to it. But it also has a, a very positive, comforting meaning that goes along with it as well. Uh, it, the song, the meaning of the song itself, it, it regards those who have passed from this life on earth. It's a song describing the beauties and blessings of heaven as promised by God. And let's just take a look at the words here. These are the words written by Robert S. Arnold. No tears in heaven, no sorrows given, all will be glory in that land. There will be no sadness, all will be gladness when we shall join that happy band. Glory is waiting, waiting up yonder where we shall spend an endless day. There with our Savior we'll be forever, where no more sorrow can dismay. Some morning yonder we'll cease to ponder or things this life has brought to view. All will be clearer, loved ones be dearer. Uh, and sometimes that line is changed out for saved ones, be dearer, depending on the book that you use. Uh, but I believe loved ones be dearer is the original for that. All will be clearer. Loved ones be dearer in heaven where all will be made new. And the chorus, no tears in heaven fair. No tears, no tears up there. Sorrow and pain will all have flown. No tears in heaven fair. No tears, no tears up there. No tears in heaven will be known. Uh, again, this is a, a song that is a, a happy, an uplifting, a comforting song. All will be gladness when we shall join that happy band. It's a very positive song. Uh, we're going to see those who have passed from this lot. And, and heaven is a great place, a great goal for us. To desire. And as we look at that uh, again, this song is just one that that, you know, we have some songs about death that are, are very somber and they kind of have that 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 feel just kind of one of sorrow. And that's one way of expressing our feeling in regard to death. But this song helps us to realize that when it comes to Christianity, death is not something to be feared. It's not something that we are to be sad over. It's, it's actually something to look forward to. It's not an ending as much as it is a beginning. And so we have the, that, that kind of idea in this song. The inspiration for this song undoubtedly comes from Revelation 21. Revelation 21, I want to read to you the first four verses of Revelation 21. And this is from the New King James Version. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. 
Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. There are other descriptions that we find throughout uh, Revelation 21 and going into chapter 22 as well that that help us to understand uh, a little bit about heaven and what it will look like, what it will be like. Uh, we have a description of a, a street of gold um, and precious stones that are mentioned, stones of of great value, uh, uh, gates of of pearl that shall never be shut night and day. Um, those kind of descriptions are what we would recall, might call dis, uh, accommodative language, accommodative language, a way of describing for us something that otherwise would be hard for us to understand. I, I don't know what heaven is truly going to be like. Will it literally be a a street that is laid with gold? Will it literally be a pearly gate? I, I don't know those things. Um, but I, I believe that these are ways of describing for us what we couldn't understand otherwise. The great magnificence of heaven. It's put in human terms so that we can understand what it's like. But I don't want that to be the focus of our lesson today. The focus of the song is not necessarily on what's in heaven as much as what's not in heaven. You know, in most cases, the word no is a very negative word. When you hear the word no, it often brings about feelings of dread or unhappiness in some way. I also am a preschool teacher. And so I know in dealing with four and five-year-olds on a daily basis, I use the word no uh, probably more than, than I would really like. Um, and And whenever I use the word no, it's usually in a sense that they are not going to get what they are asking me for. They are not going to get what they want. No, you may not bring your toy outside with you because you'll, you'll probably lose it, is what I often say. No, you may not have snack now, but later. You can eat something later. No, you may not play in this center, but maybe you can play in another center. For right now, they're not going to get what they want. And often, they're not going to be happy 
with the answer of no. So I'm very happy often when I can say the word yes. But, you know, this carries over into adulthood as well. Sometimes, even as adults, we are told no in one way or another. For instance, you go to a restaurant and and maybe you order your favorite menu item and and they tell you, I'm sorry, sir, we are no longer selling that item. You're not going to get what you want. Or maybe you go to a store and you're looking for something very specific, something maybe that you've bought before. And you cannot find it, and maybe you ask an associate, and they say, I'm sorry, sir, this item is out of stock, or or just uh, we don't sell it anymore. You're not going to get what you want. And in that sense, no is a very negative term. It brings about negative feelings, and we just simply do not like the word no. But in this case, as we look at verse 4 of Revelation 21, it tells us that God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. In regard to heaven and eternity, in this case, no is a very positive term. It doesn't work in the English language, does it? You may have heard from your your English teacher that a double negative does not make a positive Two negatives do not make a positive. Well, in this case, when the word no is coupled with something such as death, sorrow, crying, pain, those things are are negative things. Those things are, are things that we do not like in this life. Well, in heaven, those things are no more. There is no more Death, sorrow, crying, pain, suffering, those things have passed away. And so, only in regard to heaven and the scriptures can a double negative, such as no death, equal a positive. That is a good thing, and it's something that we desire more so than anything else. Even amongst all the, the, the things that are, again, what I believe to be accommodative language to help us understand in a way that we couldn't have it described in the English language otherwise. It's not necessarily about what is there so much as what is not there. That is the, the real draw, the, the real attractiveness of heaven. And even greater still is what we read in verse 3. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. I, I desire to be in a place where God is 
eternally. But we also have to, to flip the coin. And we also have to realize that even though in heaven, it, it tells us in eternity that these things are no more. They still exist. They're not going to exist in heaven. But they will still exist in hell. And I know that I don't want to be in a place of torment. Where one that, that is in that place is, is almost dying every day and, and yet death never comes. I, I don't want to be in a place where there is continued sorrow and crying and pain and suffering. I don't want to be in that place. So for me, reading this description of heaven, this is where I want to be. I want to be in a place where these things are no more. But the only way for us to be in heaven is to be found faithful in the sight of God. It begins with our obedience to the gospel. Remember what Peter told the Jews. On the day of Pentecost, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That is the way in which we are saved. Hearing and believing by faith, obeying in the form of repentance. Remember that the eunuch was told that, that he must believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God in order to be baptized. We must also believe and we also must confess that faith in Christ and be baptized for the remission of our sins. And that's not the ending. It's only the beginning. That doesn't secure us into heaven, but our continued faithfulness to God does. That's what secures our place in heaven when we obey the gospel and are continually faithful. In this life. No tears in heaven. No sorrows given. All will be glory in that land. There will be no sadness. All will be gladness. When we shall join. That happy band. No tears. In heaven. Fair. Sorrow and pain. Will all have flown. No tears in heaven will be known. That's the place that I want to be where there are no more tears in heaven. Thank you for being with me today. Join me next Tuesday at 11 a.m. as we study another hymn together, Lord willing. And until we meet again, may God continue to bless you.